Welcome to the Next Level American Dream podcast, brought to you by Thompson Multifamily Group. Your hosts, Abigail and Sean, will discuss how you can take your American dream to the next level through real estate investing, business practices, and personal development. Join us as we share our experiences as a father-daughter duo who are trying to accomplish their goal of financial freedom. We hope you learn more about how to define and achieve your American dream. Here's another episode of Next Level American Dream. On today's episode of Next Level American Dream, we will be discussing the dynamics of working with family. Joining us is the biggest family man we know, Gary Harper. Gary has been an amazing mentor in our business, and we are so excited to hear his perspective of how he navigates having family as employees in his company. Gary spent 16 years as an executive in a Fortune 500 company, where he handled the process of evaluating companies' operation expenses and helped them to reach new levels of efficiencies. He began investing in real estate in 2004 and is now the CEO of Sharper Business Solutions, taking his expertise in business systems and process management and developed a program to help real estate investors position themselves to scale their business to new levels. The way he views leadership, family, and work relationships is truly incredible, and we're so happy that we are able to share it with you. Hi, Gary. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you guys? Good, good. Good, great. Thanks for being on the program with us. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we're going to just dive right in, uh, if that's okay. Yeah. So, Gary, your business is centered around a lot of family, and the main core of what you guys do is educate and help others develop out their businesses, and especially entrepreneurs. So, kind of tell me what really motivated you to go on that path and not do something else. Well, I mean, I think it comes from a love of people. You know, I, I, I want to help as many people as we can. And, and that starts right there in the middle of my center, right? My center being my family. And who, you know, Bible's clear for me anyway. You know, it says uh, a man that helps the world that doesn't help his own family is worse than an infidel. And so for me, I, I want to truly impact the people that are closest to me, right? Do I want to help other people? Absolutely. But at the same time, I don't want to neglect the people who mean the most to me either, right? And so I hear a lot of entrepreneurs in the world talk a lot about, you know, business and success in business and what that looks like. And I don't think a business is truly successful if you're not successful within the walls of your home, you know, and it, I think it's, I think it's just pretending that it's success because if you can't have success inside the walls of your home, really what success are you having outside the walls of your home? You know, yeah. and I, and I know monetarily people can call, consider that success. I think success transcends mon money. And um, I think it's, it's money is a very small component. Riches are a very small component of what success truly is. And so uh, that's why, I mean, the answer to your question is just a matter of wanting to help others and starting with people right within my walls first. Yeah. You're the only person I know that has as many family members in your business. Could you just tell me who all is in your family that is also in your business? Sure. And then kind of what roles do they play? Sure. So when the business started, was we, you know, it's things have evolved. When we first started, it was, first and foremost, it was my wife, and my wife and I. My wife was a teacher for many years, and then she moved into retirement after teaching for over seventeen years, and then and then I walked away from real estate, and and we started this business. The business is actually named after her. It's uh, Sharper Business Solutions. Susan's name is Susan Harper. And so when you, I was looking at sending her an email one day on her Gmail and she had S Harper, you know, and as part of the initial, 
or part of the email. And it was more than just that to send the email. But I saw that as Harper and thought to myself, man, that spells sharper, right? And it was just a thought I had at that time. And then actually a good friend of mine suggested that I use it to, to actually create it as the business name when I was thinking of names for the business. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, if, if, if Susan, the decision to marry her was the best decision I ever made, why not name the business after her, right? Mm-hmm. And not knowing that it wouldn't just be named after her, she would play an integral role in it as well. Susan does uh, um, uh, is one of what we call an integrator within our business, and, and she integrates the, the processes, the systems, and the people within the business. And, and, and it honestly keeps me on track to do what I need to do as well. So Susan's a big part of that. The other people that are in my business right out the gate was my sister-in-law, my, my, my wife's sister. And she, Beth, she works for, she worked for us for a long time, over two years. And, and she doesn't today. She's, she's got five young boys all under the age of 16. So all the way down to five. And, and so she's trying to integrate her life right now. The boys are getting older. And so it, it worked out really well and it ended properly, right? Where she just had Easter, spent some time with them this past week, good friends of ours and, and still family. And so she was in our business. My wife's cousin, Austin, is now our COO and, and, and he's in our business. Brandon McCurdy is my, also my wife's cousin and he, he's our chief marketing officer. My son, Jacob, has, owns a business called Trapper Marketing in our business and does video editing and, 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 and content creation and met media creation. And uh, as my son, he's the integrator for that company. We going through it. I think uh, obviously we have some employees outside of it, but we still consider family. And uh, and the reason I consider them family, Rhonda, for example, Rhonda's been a friend of ours, and and her son has been my son's best friend since they were kindergartners, right? So th- to a degree, I've known her for over twenty years, and very 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 much family to me. And that could be as hard as having family, right? Working for you is when you have long life friends working with you. And I, I put those in the same category as family. We had my father-in-law uh, work and my mother-in-law work for us. And God bless her. She's, she's recently passed in the last 90 days. But what an honor it was the last year to be able to have my mother-in-law work with us in our business. And, and she helped us with event planning and he did as well and, and things like that. And now, you know, losing her has been hard on the family and, and, and hard on him. So, you know, obviously she doesn't work with us anymore. And Harvey's taking a, a, a break from this as well because of that and, and that time as well. So, you know, uh, we've got my daughter. My daughter works and not as actively in our business. She's studying to be a full-time nurse and studying to be a full-time wife, right? Because she's getting ready to get married. But those two, she still does a lot of active duties in our business from uh, filing to organization of uh, files. And, and uh, she manages a lot of tasks that we put into Asana. And, and to a degree, she manages the home front when we're gone, we spend a lot of time on the road of three to five times a week. As we talked earlier, we travel and Amory manages and coordinates a lot of that home front activities for us and gets paid to do that. And so there are, and, and that my family is made up of four, four immediate family members. We have a philosophy. It's us four and no more. And that's, that's always been our philosophy, but Amory, Jacob, my wife and I all work very, very strongly together. And, and I, be, I believe that brings true balance. But can I, Abigail, can I go back just a little bit before Sharper and just say this? Work is not a new thing to my family, working together. Just because it has a structure and title of a name of a business that generates revenue, doesn't mean that's when it started, right? Like it started when they were young. We've always worked hard together whether it's a, a, a catering job for a wedding that my wife would do when we first started, 
to housework, to yard work, to helping other people. You know, we, we do a thing every Christmas where we go and give gifts to the homeless. That's hard work to organize, put that together. And so our families always come together and worked hard together. My future son-in-law, who's marrying my, my daughter in the next five weeks, he works for us. He does some financial accounting stuff for us. And he does that on a tune of about 20 hours a week. And I could tell you that, you know, I know people push away working with family, but I think it's because we don't take time to enjoy family. And we talk about culture in a business. What better culture than the culture that you help create in your own family? And I, I think that people struggle with culture, having people in their family. You know, I think, I think they struggle with culture. Yeah, and I love the way you put that is a lot of people kind of dismiss the idea of working with family because they don't see it the way you do. And I love how your perspective of you guys have worked together, even in the small activities of cleaning up a household, yeah. and that can translate into how you develop and run your business behind that too. Yeah. So and I think what... Sorry, just tell me a little bit about, so you have so many family members in your, in your business now, how do you decide if that's a good idea and, and sort of how do you figure out, okay, so we, we, we need this help in our business. Or we think this person in our family can do that job. And then how do you kind of go through that process of deciding that it's a good idea and then what role to, to put them in? Yeah. You know, the first question is, how do you decide? I, it deci the decision starts with you. It starts with you evaluating you. And I think that's where a lot of things in life start. It starts with us. The first person you have to ask if you can lead isn't your sister, isn't your brother, isn't your wife, isn't your daughter, isn't your son. It's you. Do you, do you lead you well? Right? Yeah. Are you disciplined enough to discipline you? Are you disciplined enough to lead yourself? And, and I, I'm going to tell you, I think if you, you, could, you can answer this question of whether or not you should have family in your business relatively easy. And it's answering it in a way of answer, uh, the question is, are you a dictator or are you a leader? Okay. Wow. Dictatorship is about you. It's about people doing what you want done. The leadership's not about you. It's about, it's about helping other people achieve a common goal. Yeah. And it, so and you find a core mission is, is critical. So a, a core mission being, like you said, as a dictator, you're just, it, like you said, it's about you, but as a leader, it's about uh, a mission, right? Well, uh, and guiding both. everybody towards towards a, a, a destination. Yeah, honestly, they're both they're both towards a core mission. It's just how you're getting people to that core mission as dictatorship versus leadership. Are you pulling people towards a core mission? Or are you lifting them up towards that core mission? Right? Are you helping? Are you helping to imbalance or to embrace their balance? Are you helping to embrace their core strengths? Or are you trying to use them? to get you stronger, right? So it's, it's, it's a statement I say all the time. Are you using your business to build your people? Or are you using your people to build your business? Which one do you want? You either use people to build a business or you use your business to build people. You don't, you don't have both. You can't do both. And so you have to answer that question like from a family perspective, if I am using my family to build my business, they're not gonna work for you very long. They're gonna get sick of it. They're gonna move on. But if you're using your business to build your family, that's a whole different thing. Right. Yeah. You know, I sat down with Jake. I sat down with Amory. I sat down with Susan. I asked them, what do you want to get out of this? What's your goals? 
What do you want to accomplish? Where do you want to be at in three to five years? I don't sit down with them and I say, this is a company's goals and vision. Can you make that happen? Because that's using them to build my business. If you sit down with them and say, I would like to know where you want to be and then get those people to align with a common goal to, that you can, you can both win. In other words, if they're, if they're driving to their goal of life by getting to the goal of the business, then they're going to want to be a part of that. Right. If they're not, and they're just being used to get to a common goal, they'll do that for a while, but it's going to fray the relationship. It's going to fray their attitude on it, and they're not going to give it their all. And so I think you got to, you know, you can, a guy can look, a woman, gentleman, whoever, can look at the way they run their family the same way. They can look at it very quickly and go, do I, do I develop my people, my kids, my family, or do I, am I trying to always constantly push them to get something I want done? Yeah. Because right. dictatorship doesn't know boundaries, right? It doesn't know boundaries. It doesn't stop just because of the business you know, that, oh, we're in a business, so dictatorship's here, but it's not at home. If there's dictatorship at the office, there's dictatorship in that person's home. Yeah. And it's, it's usually that mentality that drives kids away. It's usually that mentality that drives relationships to fray. That, because it's a, very, it's a very taker mentality. And people don't do well with being taken advantage of for long periods of time. Right. They run. Yeah. That leads into my next question. So, you know, hiring and firing and salaries and you know, all those conversations that you have to have with people that you're, that you're bringing onto your, your business, employees, those are complicated conversations to have with just an employee that isn't part of your family. What do you do differently when you're having those conversations with a family member versus, you know, a, an employee that you're bringing in? Is that, how do you handle those, you know, those difficult issues? Yeah, and I think that's the problem. People think there's a difference. And I, I don't see it any different, whether you're family or you're the person coming off the street working for me. I'm still sitting down going, what are your goals? Where would you like to be? How do you see working here helping you get to where you want to be? You know, and then by the way, here's what this business needs in order for it to be successful. And does that align with what your needs are? If this business needs are for you to work 40 hours a week, but you can only work 30, is that in the best interest of that person? It's not. So you, right? treat, you treat it pretty much the same. It's, it's a core philosophy. Yeah. That you apply to both uh, family members or non-family members that you're bringing into your business, huh? Yeah. And because when you're truly making a decision based on value versus profit, then you're going to evaluate people the same way. Now, I won't tell you in the years of doing this that I haven't mixed the two or got, you know, my mindset off at times and, and got more profit driven than people driven. But it's, it's a rebalancing that needs to happen. And any time that I've ever worked, had somebody work for me, that they walked away and they were mad and it didn't end well is because I put profit over value for them. Right. For sure. You know? Hmm. And so, like, that's why I say success isn't measured by just money. It's measured by many other things. And it starts with value. Mm -hmm. Success is value. You know, whether, Sean, well, you know me, whether it's um, working with a new client or helping my family. Like if I have a new client come in, I don't want, one reason I do this is so, so I stay away from the whole guru title. But if a client hires me, I don't ask for payment until we're done. Right. Yeah. Right. Like my big ticket price item, my power days, like I ask for a seat deposit so that I don't lose, you know, they don't walk away the day before and, and then we lose the opportunity to help somebody else. 
But outside of that, I don't, and that's only, you know, a percentage of the whole thing. I don't ask for the final payment until I've actually delivered the product. The risk is all on me because it's a mindset of like, did I deliver value? Yeah. And honestly, I feel this so strongly, Sean, that if you don't deliver value, you have no right for payment. And same thing goes to your employees. If you don't deliver value to your people, then you have no right to ask them to work. Right. Right. To labor for you. Right. You just don't. And that starts with us. That starts with us first. Right. We have to lead us to that mindset properly or we have no right to hire people. Not everybody, by the way, is meant to be a leader. And it's okay to have a small business. It's okay. You know, we talk about scaling and we talk about growing your business and all those things. But listen, if you haven't led you, your family's not right, your finances are right, you, you really don't have the right to hire and scale a business yet. Yeah, I struggle with some of that. I mean, you know me pretty well. And I like working with Abby and I like having my wife around and things like that. I'm not a big manager. Like, I just don't like to manage other people. I, I'm a little bit of a dictator, like you said. You know, I just sort of say, here's your job, you know, go do your job and things like that. But uh, I am a very value driven person. So I, I'm always trying to conceive of what value am I bringing to every situation. Yeah. And I've never really thought of it the way you're describing it now. When it comes to dealing with employees, I tend to see employees as not, not helping me get to where I want to go, but I don't necessarily think that employee and, and my goals align all the time. So it's, it's sometimes I struggle with that. So I can... Yeah. I can see how that would be a good uh, core element to, to starting that conversation with anybody, but you know, it's, it's difficult. I think that's a difficult thing to do sometimes, especially for me anyway, but yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I, you know, that. just from the fact that I do feel like I know you, I, 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 I I'm going to disagree to a degree because I think that you do seek value in people first, right? Like I think you're always looking to how can I deliver? How can I help? How can I help? And I honestly, it may not transcend into employees quite yet. Maybe that's a mindset shift you have to make because, you know, I, we haven't had a relationship together. We had multi, a lot of employees working for you. I have not seen that side, but I can think, I can say, for example, with you, your wife, me, I, I can only really, I, I don't know, obviously the depths of your relationship with your, your immediate family, but I know me personally, it's always seeking to see what value you can bring to me. And so, like, I, I think that you do that very well, actually. I think that's probably more natural than you give your credit, give yourself credit for. I agree. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I yeah. definitely see it. So something that him and I have struggled with, especially in the past couple of weeks, is finding when to stop talking about the business. So do you have any ways of compartmentalization? Do you think that sometimes having family in your business can almost impact your personal relationship with them if you talk too much about the business or vice versa. Do you have, do you have methods for separating the two? Yeah. Well, I do. I think there's, they definitely think there's boundaries that you should incorporate in your life and your business and things like that. But part of me asks the questions, why? Why, why, why does that become an issue? Why does that become a problem? And I think, and obviously it can become unhealthy. I think anything, anything too much can become unhealthy. We eat too much good food, but it's unhealthy, right? We, we spend, we, if I ride a roller coaster too many times at some point, it's not going to be healthy for me to continue to ride, right? So like even the fun things of life could be unhealthy. I want to drive more at the root cause of why we're asking for balance, okay? And, and so there, there usually is an underlying symptom there, okay, that's causing someone to go, Listen, it, it, that's enough. Right. Like, and that's typically goes more towards the fact that it, for one person, 
it's, it's more relevant, more fun, more helping them achieve their goal versus the other person in the family. It's, it's like, this is fine. And to some degree, but I don't want it to be everything. In other words, what I'm saying to you is it's not their, it's not their driving force. It's not their, it's not their why it's not who they are. They're doing it. And more times than not, they're doing it for somebody else in the family. They're doing it to help that person. And their why is more that person than the cause, if you will. Where we find somebody that doesn't want to let go of something, they're constantly working. It's because that thing they're they're talking about is their why. It's their it's their purpose. It's it's why they do what they do. It's their love of life, if you will. While the other thing is more the person that's driving towards a why. They're helping them because it's that the person they love is why. Right. And so yeah. again, it go, it goes back to that initial question: like, how do we make this activity we're doing help you accomplish your purpose, your why? And so many people think that they have to have only one why. Like it's, this is a company's why. And if everybody isn't on board with that one why, then, then shame on you. And that's, that's not realistic. Nobody's built the same. You got your husband, your son and daughter or dad and daughter, and you guys aren't built the same way, right? Yeah. You're going to have different perspectives. You're going to have different purposes. You're going to have different drivers and different why. It's activity. Work is just activity. That's all it is. And the question is, is this activity helping you reach your purpose? And it only becomes a problem for one party when the activity doesn't help the other person reach their purpose. Yeah. Because right? now they're like, this is all we talk about. Now, even with that said, if this is 100% my purpose in life. I wholeheartedly believe that what I do is my purpose. But I have to create boundaries in everything I do. Too much of anything is unhealthy. So... Just like anything in life, time blocking is a relatively important thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you have to know when to turn it off and when not. And can I be honest with you, Sean? Even, even, and I'm not just talking about like having a conversation with your your daughter or your wife or a family member, me and my son. I have to turn it off here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because it's just unhealthy. That can become obsessive. I mean, like the point that's all I think about. Right. Like, so it's not just, you know, you're asking a question, like, do we create boundaries within the walls of each other, with each other? No, no, no. You don't start there. You start here. Right. You create your own boundaries in your own head to say, I need to not think about this from this time to this time. Absolutely. I need to have other, act Sean, you did this morning. You went and got on a bike. You, you rode your bike. Yeah. Right. And you enjoyed that time and you enjoyed clarity and you enjoyed the scenery and you enjoyed the exercise and the heart rate getting up, right? That you enjoyed it and you, yeah. as you should, hundred percent. But you have to figure out times that aren't just riding a bike that you shut it off from here. And if it's shut off from here, it won't impact the life of the person next to you. So you say time blocking. Do you find that, like, we're, we're all stuck in the houses right now because we're the shelter in place. But so do you find that, hey, at five or six o'clock in the evening, we're just going to, it's just going to become family time. Yeah. And we may talk about business here and there, but the focus is going to be on spending quality time with, you know, with the family. Is that, is that kind of how you do it? You say, okay, this is, this is work is over with, let's move to family time. And you kind of make sure that you, that's, that's a, a specific time for family. Yeah. Mine's seven because my yeah. whole family enjoys working. But from seven to 10, 11 o'clock at night, it's done. Yeah. 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 And honestly, it, it can move up a little bit. It's when somebody, whoever it is in the family decides this is what somebody made for dinner. It says, hey, we're eating dinner at 5.30. It's done. We're done. Yeah. It's, yeah. Time, it's time for family. 
dinner time is the cutoff. And, and my honestly, my wife does a really good job. If she feels like I'm consumed for the day, we haven't had any time, no breaks at all, and it's been back to back to back to back to back all day. She's, she'll holler down and say, "Hey Gary, we're eating dinner tonight at six o'clock." Yeah. You know what that means? Stop working. Stop, we're done. Yeah. Turn turn it off. Turn, turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Like, and yeah. even if the conversation comes out, she'll. And, and here's the thing, because we both enjoy it, conversations will still come out of time, and she'll give an answer, and she'll just like. We have to remind ourselves sometimes because we'll fall because we do enjoy what we do. We'll fall back into a trap of talking about something, and sometimes it's her, sometimes it's me, and we'll just go, "Hey, let's 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 table that till tomorrow." How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's good. Let's table. It. Go back to watching the TV. Go back to playing a card game. You know, we've been playing a game late, a card game lately called was it game called Jake Nine Holes or Golf? Is that what's called? Yeah. And so, hey Jake, why don't you ride over here? Come over and be part of this with us here. Bring your chair. My son Jacob's with us today, so I'm gonna. I just told him to come on over. Might as well, right? He's sitting here listening, you know. And I think I think that's definitely a good big part of it is just time blocking the the time so that you do enjoy. So you do enjoy the time that's that's not work, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and so for so my my routine is simple. I get up in the morning. I, I spend some time reading in the morning. I take some time meditating anymore. And my wife does the same thing. We do it in two separate parts of the house, right? From the go. Like as soon as she gets out of bed, she has, she usually takes a shower at night. I take a shower in the morning and then we create our, we have a routine in the morning. Once we get up, we immediately go to work. Like immediately. Like one of the first things we say to each other is work related after we're out of bed in the morning. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because we need us time, Right. And so I have my time. She has her time. We start work at eight o'clock. Uh, we come down. We have a designated room in the house, a designated office area that we go to. We don't turn our kitchen into a work. We don't turn our living room into a workplace. We don't turn our bedroom into a workplace. We turn our office into a workplace. Okay, and that's where it stays. It stays in that that office. We get dressed. We don't stay in our jammies. We come downstairs. We work. My my wife got up this morning, put makeup on, just like she was going to an office. And we come downstairs and we work and we work and then we take breaks, you know, throughout the day. We take lunch sometimes together, not all the time, but sometimes. But as soon as she says, Hey, we're eating dinner at six o'clock, work's done. Laptops are closed. We're done for the night. And then we spend time with the family. We play the, we play golf a lot. Is that what's called golf? And uh, it's a game that me and Jacob like to play together. So that, that's my thought there. Like time blocking is so important to me. Now, will scope creep happen? Sure. But it happens in the office too, right? Kids, you know, people come downstairs and, hey, what about this? And what about my shower that I'm going to take? Or, or, or what about uh, the gifts? And what about the wedding? And, you know, things like that. There's interruptions on both sides. But I, I think, I hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I think we do a pretty good job of that, actually, for us, you know. And yeah. uh, we sometimes you just get a little bit tired of one or the other, either work or personal. You're like, okay, you know, it's just shifting gears sometimes is a, it's a big struggle, but uh, I think we do a pretty good job. But our our process is similar to what you were saying just now. So yeah. as long as I think as long as people can find a way to sort of designate, hey, like you said, dinner time, that's it. We're gonna let you know work stops. We're gonna start having personal family time. That's I think that's a good way to do it. So um, Gary, tell me, are there advantages to having family members in your business? I, I already know your answer probably, but. Uh, are there? Do you think there's? It's more advantageous to have family members in certain ways in your business. Yeah, I think it's easier to get to the purpose quicker. 
you know, which is the ultimate reason for why we're doing what we're doing anyway, you know? I mean, if the reason you're doing what you're doing in life is to help be with your family, I mean, I, that's why I don't understand why people make that distinguish or distinction. They're like, well, my purpose in life is to spend more time with my family. So we'll bring them to work. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's part of it. I don't know. I mean, Jake, yeah. you've, you've been working with me since how long? I mean, like 12 months. It's almost been a year. Yeah. And I mean, but in life in general, oh. we've, we've always worked together. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's been something we just enjoy doing. Matter of fact, most of the time when Jacob wants to spend time with me, it's, Hey, can we go do this? Some type of work related thing together. You know, he likes doing a lot more craft and building stuff and stuff with his hands. And I more enjoy, but you know, but even still, he's usually inviting me in. I think, I think honestly, you know, you asked that question about like time blocking. I think for me, it's actually sometimes the opposite, you know, where, most of the time, it's like the dad, the visionary, the leader, mom or dad. And, you know, the kids are like, dad, and we're shutting this down. Well, I mean, like, I'm resting. And, you know, Jake comes up to me the other day. Hey, dad, I, I just finished this on the computer. I want to show it to you, you know. Like, I'm like, bro, I'm resting. And he's like, can you take a minute? You know what I mean? Like, so it, it can be, you know, Jacob's probably the one the family never stops. Like, he's the one that even at 10, 11 o'clock at night, I see him working on something. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm editing this video. Why? It's 10 o'clock. I don't know because I want to. Yeah, because he enjoys it, right? Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah I mean, what, what, I always, always want to finish like what I start. So I, I, I have to like stay up till I finish it. Yeah. So like, yeah, if, you're, if you're enjoying your work, that's great. Yeah. And that's a great mentality to have. Yeah. yeah. So you did a wedding Saturday, right? Yeah. And we're not a wedding. Engagement photos. Engagement photos, right? And, yeah. and so I was done on Saturdays, my window's shorter. Okay. I, I'm, I'm done by one o'clock or one o'clock on Saturdays. I don't work till five on Saturdays. It's this time frame and that's it. Right. So, um, and so that's, that's that time frame. But what, what, when we, when did you come in the liver and wanted me to look at the picture? By like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, bro, it's 10 o'clock. I'm, I'm, I'm not working, you know? And he's still he, going though. Yeah. He's still going, you know, he has a lot more energy at 20 years old than I do. Right. So like, yeah. it's a little different. But, you know, I, th I think it's just that mentality of enjoying what we do, you know? So yeah. where some kids, their kids come to them and say, hey, Dad, would you play video games with me? Would you, would you go hit the ball with me? Did we do that? Absolutely, we've done that. But now life's changed. Jacob's older. He's not hitting the baseball anymore. He's editing videos. He's taking pictures. He's creating media. And so I have to still take time, like I did when I built a baseball time, and take time to willing to go spend time with him enjoying what he's enjoying right yeah. and if that's work related that's perfect so a big theme of our podcast is the american dream and taking that to a new level and so we like to ask all of our guests what are you doing to take your american dream to the next level well we have a philosophy on the wall over there and it says we rise by lifting others right and yeah. so that's my goal my goal to get my to my american dream is to help as many people as we can humanly help and actually bring value to. And so, you know, I think the American, and I think the next question you maybe should ask prior to that is define what the American dream is for you. Right. Because what I think is my American dream might be completely different than maybe even Jacob's American dream, what he wants to accomplish in life. Definitely. And so you started off by asking the question related to like success and things like that. And, and I said, well, success in my mind is bringing value and helping other people. 
And so my true American dream is being able to do what I want, when I want, with whomever I want to do it with. And fortunately for us in life, I feel like we're already there, right? I, I feel like we already live the American dream as I perceive it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, my goal is to be able to give $2.6 million back by 2026 and through helping other people. And, uh, and there's certain causes and stuff that I, of course, I want to do that with. But I, I think that's truly the American dream for me. I think we're very privileged people to live in America. You Absolutely. know, um, we, talk, we think about this pandemic that we're living through right now. And, you know, there's, we can find a lot of fault in a lot of different things that not done and not done. And a lot of people are dying and all that. But, you know, the truth be told, I'd rather get this pandemic living in America than any third world country. Um, yeah, the chances, absolutely. chances in third world countries aren't very good. And, uh, you know, we have, we have resources and we have intelligence and we have, we have experiences here that, uh, aren't, that, that can't even be, uh, measured or even thought of or dreamed of in other countries. And so, boy, I, I you know, I, I think we all have a, a responsibility to live out the American dream to the fullest extent we can. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's really important that we create a game plan to do just that. So I, I love what you guys are doing and, and the questions you're asking. I think it probes intelligence. I think it probes thinking, you know, the highest paid activity in the world is thinking. And, uh, and hopefully this has probed people to do that today. Well, thanks, Gary. We, you know, we didn't even touch on your core business. I appreciate you coming on talking about family. That's a, that's a an important topic to me and I know it's important to you. So I wanted to have you on and talk about that. So if it's okay, I'd like to have you back too to talk about business processes and systems and those things that you're helping people do to help them achieve their American dream and, and do better in their business. Yeah. So uh, we'll have you back to talk about those things at some point too, if that's okay. Yeah. And you know, one of the things I think it would be really good if you guys are open to this, Abigail, I think obviously you're, you're a young entrepreneur uh, professional as well. Jacob's the same. I think, I think, you know, some type of a podcast off one, one topic off on today's youth and entrepreneurship in today's youth are the right mindset would be really good. I think, I think young people need to learn from solid, well-balanced, well-rounded young people like I feel you and Jacob are. And so Sean, I think at some point here, maybe me and you step out of the podcast and, and let them interview and, and go through helping how today's, today's entrepreneur might be a really good topic as well. Absolutely. That sounds fantastic. That is a great idea. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. I appreciate your guys' time. We yeah. appreciate yours a well, lot. So Gary, uh, I guess uh, tell the listeners how they can kind of reach out to you guys and, and learn more information about what you have going on. So if you're, if you're looking for business coaching, if you're looking for vision planning, obviously we're going to do a time right now of change. If you know, know how to navigate those waters of change and you're wanting to grow through this time, I, I work with one type of person right now, and the type of person I want to work with right now is a person who wants to punch this thing in the face and not set back and let it take control. My, my, my statement I say, I've been saying a lot over the last two weeks is if you're wanting to be a true leader and lead through this, then I want to work with you. If you don't and you want to be led, then there's probably somebody else for you because you either lead or you are led, and there's no in-between. So I want to help lead leaders through this and uh, through these hard times and navigate their waters. If it's interesting to you and how you want to navigate your business through this time, then you can go to sharperprocess.com or you can find us at Sharper Business Solutions on Facebook, or you can just reach out to me personally at gharper at sharperprocess.com. 
Okay, we'll be sure to put those links too in the in the show comments. And, Absolutely. And uh, so people can get to you. I, I know the the work that you do is nationwide, and you help a ton of people really refine their business and and take it to the next level. So that's you know that's something that we love about uh, what you do. Thank yeah. you. Well, thanks, Gary. And, and Jacob now too. Thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you both. You guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. We appreciate you taking the time to be on our show. You know, we're just getting this started and to have someone of your caliber uh, to come and, and, and be on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level American Dream. If you would like to learn more about what we talked about today, want to contact the team directly, or interested in passively investing and being a part of our deal room, head over to our website at www.thompsonmultifamilygroup.com. Before you go, please leave a review. Your comments help us create more episodes for you to enjoy.